Hello, everyone. Um, I am having like a sinus meltdown that started a couple hours ago. So I apologize if I sound crazy um, or if I have to mute or get off screen to blow my nose. It'll probably happen in about a minute. So as per usual, I am excited about this call today. So uh, these topics, sometimes they're a review because it's just been a while. And sometimes it's a review because the coaches and I here are like repeating the same thing for some reason that week um, over and over again. And I don't know what it is. I mean, I the retrograde ended. Apparently, we're, we're completely retrograde free uh, for about a month from now on, like from this 22nd onward, we're about a month in for absolutely no planets in retrograde. So I don't know, maybe that'll help with the shit show that is uh, 2023 already, but please hold nose break. Hold on. Okay. So today, kind of, I guess in that theme, we're going to embrace the crazy. So what that means is all week, I feel like we've been hearing, I just got to get better at blank. My, all my problems would be better if I could just be better at blank. If I could plan better, if I could do this better, that better, you know, fart freaking rainbows and sunshine, whatever it is. But I don't know why. Have you guys noticed that, that this week it's been really, really easy to just kind of, or I guess easier to just put ourselves down more or to just be harder on ourselves? Because that's definitely what the coaches and I noticed on our one-on-ones for sure. Anyone notice that over the past week? it's kind of easy to just be really hard on yourself or easy to just have this like crazy standard out of nowhere, even if that's not how you've been for a while. I feel like whatever the case for that is, it's usually stemming from a place of dissatisfaction with something. And it's easier to blame ourselves than to either look at the data and try to figure it out, look at the data and cut ourselves some slack or just go with it. Right. So I see in the chat here, Beth, yes, that's me today. Princess Casey Randall. I love that name. Um, yes, like why can't I get why can't I get it? Quote unquote. Yeah. And I think that it's just a distraction from maybe not distraction, but I feel like it's like a little bit of square was it square peg, round hole kind of action. So why do we all have to be the same kind of organized, the same kind of quote unquote, having our shit together. Why is there one standard of that? You know, like th this is in the 1960s, right? We don't have, we're not like, you know, getting the house tidy, waiting for, waiting for the husband to come home. And, you know, like we, we don't live like that anymore. We have all different lives. We have all different jobs, schedules, family dynamics, you know, it's, it, everything is so different. So like, why has this, this really insane kind of pass or fail made its way into our adult lives when who the hell's grading us? You know, not, and if, if we're like, oh, well, people in my life make comments. Okay. Do their comments cost anything? Do they feel any, any, like, you know, they have to have meaning, meaning we assign to them. So today I kind of want to get into just saying screw all of that. Um, and the idea is not to say screw all of that and rebel because you're just going to be, you know, living life out free and fun. I mean, that's great. I hope you do. But 
this is more so screw it in the sense of, I think that that's what's holding you back from being productive. It's not that you're incapable of being productive. It's that trying to do something in a certain way or not having flexibility in how we approach something. If something's not working or if we're not having fun or whatever, we're very rigid. And I think that that's what creates that, that rigidity creates a pass or a fail. And we create the metrics for how we pass or fail. And we're just in our own shit, right? So let me check this chat and then we'll move on and get into it. So when I get frustrated with work, it boomerangs back to being frustrated with not having my shit together. Right. So it's like one thing is not the way we'd want it to be. And it's like nothing is the way that like it should be. That black or white thinking, that's very common when we're really, really upset or in, it's in a period of dissatisfaction. Oh my God, I can't stand not being able to breathe through my nose. Um, so yes, I accomplished so much work today, but it didn't feel like enough. It was more than I usually do on a Monday. That's the other thing is that even when we do great things, it still doesn't feel like enough. Like I didn't, I didn't quite get there, but yet says who, <laughs> you know, like if the, and generally, generally, if there is someone saying that you didn't do enough, they're probably taking advantage you know, you're probably exceeding expectations and then they're keeping you, you know, performing by not really giving you an inflated ego about it. So the only way we could really know is if we know for ourselves and we have that certainty in ourselves, our own productivity to say, no, it is enough. Because like you're saying, Chelsea, if we don't have that threshold, it'll never, never be enough. What is productive? Do you guys remember last ad lib thing before I actually listened to my notes? But um do you remember me saying the analogy, there is no bottom of the pile? That's one I have to remind myself of like every day. Especially having multiple businesses, you know, um, is that we kind of all look for the bottom of the pile. We look for that, that to, to get everything done, to get to this point in our life where we're not stressed, we have everything accomplished, everything's good, crossed off our list. But like, when is that going to happen? There's always something new. There's always something new added to your pile. So if you're trying, if you're waiting to get to the bottom of the pile, quote unquote, to feel at peace or feel complete, you're going to be waiting, you know, a while because that just doesn't happen. That's life. There's always some new shit added to the pile. That's actually, if you think about it, it's a good thing. It's a sign of living to have a pile. Oh, shit. Let me see this chat. Oh, there should be, there should be in my closet though. It's a disaster. <laughs> well, that's different. Um, cleaning up and stuff with ADHD is its whole ADHD, OCD. Um, I have clients I'll work with for like a, a solid year, year and a half before they tell me my house is a little messy and then show me and it's something where they haven't thrown things away in God knows how long. There are varying degrees of mess, right? But those degrees of mess, we don't have to feel bad about things in order to get them done. So that's what we're going to go over today, right? So when it comes to my structure, structure, you might've heard me say structure over schedule. Today, I'm going to teach you guys strategy over structure, okay? Because we get so far away from being results-driven, I mentioned earlier, why is there only one way to do something? So if you're only looking at the results, 
we're spending so much time feeling bad that we can't just do it a certain way that we're not seeing how if we do it our way and let go of rigidity that we're actually pretty proficient at a lot of stuff. So I've noticed that, you know, I was reflecting on this. I was gathering my notes today and I noticed it in every job that I've ever had. Every job I've ever had, I have pushed it a little bit farther and tried to, and did so to try and do it my way. Because the things that I'm proficient in, and now this is all going to sound really privileged and like, oh, who does she think she is? But I'm just, I'm telling you the way my brain works. I can't help it. And I feel no shame about it. It's just what it is, you know? So in order to make jobs work for me in the past and to not be bored, where if I'm bored, I'm just not going to do something. It's short-lived. Can't help it. You know, it is what it is. Um, But I would make it challenging in a new way, even if it screwed me to make it interesting. And I would have, you know, and I would get down on myself about not meeting certain deadlines, not doing things as quickly as other coworkers would, but I'd be putting out a bunch more stuff. I would have new ideas that were bringing in, you know, I was, I worked at a bakery where no one told me to sell anything. Right. But I figured if we sell the tools that they're using for today on the, you know, to make the cake and they're having fun, why wouldn't we make like a package that they could purchase to, buy these tools to go do this at home. Pretty simple thing, you know, and all I did was put it together and show it to the class. And they were like, oh my God, this is amazing, right? No one asked me to do that shit. I didn't make any extra money doing that. I spent a ton of energy doing it, right? And I still thought that I wasn't good enough because I wasn't getting picked for certain things. Or like I said, I couldn't do certain cakes as fast as other people that work there. So I completely ignored any of the strengths that I had at that job. Um, I see from Katie. Oh my God, this should be a story time. If ever, if you guys want to hear this story time, let me know. But yes, I got Teresa from Real Housewives of New Jersey to do a book signing at our tanning salon that I managed. Yep. Um, in the early two thousands was quite a time. Um, and then we signed her to endorse us to do commercials for us. It was just a weird, let me know if you want that story time, but anyway, I've always had, you know, I've always been so afraid of being considered crazy or being weird or, um, you know, out there or lack, lacking focus, you know, I, manic, you know, these are all words that I've always just been afraid of being because I, I never realized until I gotten older and learned about this, that I was masking my whole life. And as I was masking, I was upset when I couldn't be, no matter how hard I tried There were always certain things I just couldn't do like other people, but in no way did it mean I was incapable. So I started thinking when I created CCA, how could I make this work for me when it comes to my health, when it comes to having a happy life, having room for friends and relationships and not just being miserable all the time, right? I thought, okay, I got to find one focus, one focus at a time. And that's how baby steps were born. Okay. When that one focus is done, then I move on to the next. All right. What do I want to accomplish today? Cause I could just, I could do like everybody walk around my house and rattle off all the things I got to do tomorrow, but that's bullshit. That's not going to happen. Right? So my strat, my structure had to become more of a strategy than anything. Each day I want to get something done towards this versus Oh my God, why haven't I done this yet? 
I got to do that first thing tomorrow. And then completely forgetting in the morning and feeling like a piece of shit when I remember three days later. We could either beat ourselves up for our brain being the way it is, or we could learn how our brain works and work with it because nobody else really matters, right? If we're like, we live in here. And as long as we're focusing on the results that we want, like the outcome that we want, if we can build our confidence around figuring out how to get there, that's it. It's the secret sauce. So first, before we get into the tools on how to do this, does this sound scary to you guys? Like if I told you, I want you to get rid of structure. I want you to have no structure. I mean, obviously you have your appointments, work, things like that you have to get to. But outside of your appointment times, I want you to have no structure whatsoever. What is this, what, how does that make you feel inside as you hear that? As you guys type, I am going to evacuate my nostrils. Hold on, be right back. This is rough. Um, okay. I love non-structure days. Don't get them very often, but feel less stressed on them. I'll try anything. Like it's not safe to do so. Yep. Don't know how to do no, how to not do structure. LOL. Okay, so I'm gonna explain it. And Becca, you our our military love over there. You're like, um, I don't know about this whole no structure thing. But yeah, we'll get into it. But the idea, remember, is not that you're not going to do anything. The idea is trying to see how much time we spend wasting feeling stressed about the way in which we do things. Dogs, please. I'm on Zoom. Let's keep it down. So first things first, eat the frog. Who remembers eat the frog? Some of my newer clients in here have no idea what that is yet. Um, some of my longtime people, my KGG people, you've heard about Eat the Frog. We're going to revisit. So I tagged someone in that video. I think I it was like two days ago. And I was like, holy shit, this is from 2019. We should probably recap this. So Eat the Frog is a really awesome, if I do say so myself, I mean, I didn't come up with it, but um, it's a great structure uh, strategy for how you begin your days, because how we begin our day sets the entire tone. There's also two videos on this, nighttime routine and morning routine. I definitely recommend giving those a listen. Um, but to start my day every single day, <coughs> I do eat the frog. I don't know who the hell made this. My business mentor taught me this forever ago, and it's been a huge help, especially in the ADHD department. So every morning, First step is you're going to make three lists. You're going to make one list that has all of your like mandatory appointments for the day, like times you must be somewhere. <sighs> then you're going to make another list of things you must do before the end of the day. Like all hell will break loose. You'll lose house and home. Like you must do this shit today before the end of the day. And then you make a, a list of only about three things or so of things that you would like to get done today. But if you didn't, it's not the end of the world. You can put it on tomorrow's list and it's okay, but it'd be awesome if you got it done. 
Okay, so you got your three thing, your three different lists. You're then going to um, look at your must do's and you're gonna pick out the one thing you dread the absolute most. And that's what you're going to start with. Now, in case you're asking, what the hell does this have to do with a frog? <laughs> so my business mentor taught me this analogy and it's like, you, imagine you have this giant plate of food and on it, it's all of your favorite stuff. It's like magic food. So it's calorie free, carb free, sugar free. It's like air, but not. It tastes and feels exactly like your favorite foods. Straight up magic. But the caveat is that you also have to eat a frog. There's also a nasty ass frog included and you got to eat all of it. So most people would wait and eat the frog last. Most people would eat all of the stuff that they enjoy the most and then save the part they're dreading for the end, right? The idea is to not do that. <laughs> the idea is to look on that list and to pick out the one thing. And chances are the one thing on your must do today list is like, it takes five minutes probably to do, or it's just that one step to get started that hangs you up. But whatever it is on that list, if you pick that and do that first, it's a little bit of a hack. When we complete a task, we release dopamine. Dopamine is our motivation hormone. It's released as a reward. It keeps us doing things that are good for us. So <clears throat> when you complete a task, you naturally release dopamine. When it's a task that you dread, the reason that you push it off to last is because, especially those with ADHD, we prioritize dopamine activities. And we do it sub, you know, subconsciously. Like We don't even think of it and plan it out. It just happens this way. That's why we just naturally put stuff off, right? So if something is going to require dopamine from you in order to achieve it or do it, and it doesn't, you don't know if it's going to give you a big dopamine payback because it's, I don't know, it stresses you out, it's mundane, you hate it, whatever. Then you're going to naturally be resistant to doing that. When you get that thing done, by like 11 o'clock in the morning or something, whenever, like early on, it feels great because you release a lot of dopamine because your thing that you're dreading the most on that list, you don't have to think about for the rest of the day. And not only um, you know, mentally is that like a good thing, but chemically, dopamine wise, that causes a bigger dopamine boost to know that you've cleared it off. So because dopamine motivates us to keep doing things that are good for us, it's going to kind of give you a boost to continue being productive throughout the day. It's like, you know, if you've ever read that when you make your bed first thing in the morning, you tend to be more productive that day. That's because of dopamine. You've scratched something off your list first thing. So not only does this help you feel relaxed because it takes all of the different moving parts from up here and puts it down in front of you that, so you don't have to call upon it again. You have it externally there. Not only does it do that, not only does it incentivize you getting your stuff done in the day, but it also helps you see that just because things feel really massive and overwhelming and time consuming, they often aren't. They just feel that way. So having it written out just does something to make it feel more doable. Now, the idea is the only structure there are the appointments that you have to make, because I mean, I don't think there's a way around it for anybody. Like we have to make commitments, you know, in our day to day. So those we can't get around. But the way we structure our time between those appointments is important 
because it's easy to get stuck in, if you remember from the modes video, mode paralysis and feel stuck in one mode and have to be doing a bunch of different stuff and not know how to jump from one thing to the next, right? So having this done in the beginning of the day is really going to help you be able to do that and have it in front of you where you can see and have some kind of what feels like a game plan without actually having a game plan because you can do the stuff on the list whatever time around your appointments. At the end of the day, you know, it also kind of, if you think about it, this goes back to what Chelsea was saying about how I feel like I worked so much and I feel like I didn't do anything. When you complete your list, oh, is it just laggy on my end or can you guys hear me okay? Oh, am I frozen? Oh no. Can you tell me in the chat if we're all good? I can see you. I can hear you. Okay, cool. Except now I have to blow my nose. Hold on one second. So sorry, guys. Okay, so I pop my ears. Um, okay, so once you get through your oh, once you get through your frog list, it helps you not like it, like four words come to the stage at once, right? Let's see which one gets priority. So if you are used to earning your keep, so to speak. Like if you're there and there's time, why aren't you working? Why aren't you doing more? You know, like all of those things. If that's just naturally how you are, then of course there's never going to be a threshold of what's done enough. Like what is genuinely good enough? So like you were saying earlier, Chels, if you have something to cross off and reference, it also keeps you from feeling that you're just never doing enough. It shows you like, hey, the problem's actually that you're too demanding of yourself. That your life doesn't have to revolve around productivity. And look, you're productive enough. You're good. You know, so it kind of helps rein that in and not increase a ton of anxiety around, oh my God, all this stuff I have to do because there is no bottom of the pile. There will always be reoccurring work that's just ongoing. So it feels like we're in control of it instead of just being dragged around by it. Is this clicking with you guys? Am I, I feel like my head is a balloon. So I just tell me in the chat if this is making sense. I know in 2023, we're not allowed to ask if that makes sense, but I don't care. I do it anyway. Um, tell me in the chat, is this connecting? What are your thoughts? Tell me in the chat, what are we thinking about Eat the Frog? Those of you who are hearing it as a review, those of you who are hearing it for the first time, Becca, still, still feels overwhelming. Thank you for being honest. What feels overwhelming? Like what feels like you can't enact it? I need to implement it more. Cause I like it, I, you know, when someone, like, I want to know when it's, oh, just that sense of initial resistance is strong. Okay. I would tell yourself to pipe down, right? Like tell, cause there's the logic side that's like, cool, understand, understood. And then there's the emotion side. That's like, here's another thing to add to your day. I would tell that voice, 
this is like pipe down, right? Like this is an investment. Nobody likes investing at the time. That's when you're handing over your cash, you're handing over your time, you're handing over, you're forsaking something, you know? So, but we do it hopefully for the payback. You know, we go to work to hopefully get our paycheck. You know, it's never, that's never the fun fun part. But when you start getting that payback, from that decision, it's like, hell yeah. Okay. I, there's a reason, you know? Um, so, but it's normal to have that resistance and that fear, that trepidation of like, is this something to even get into? Is this worth the time? And I would, I would argue to say that the same thing that feels like it needs to be resist resisted is the same thing that makes you feel like shit each day. If it doesn't happen methodically, like we'd all, like all of us would love, like, oh my God, if I could wake up tomorrow and just be, if I could be neurotypical for a day and just at least get my house cleaned and sorted out, that would be great, you know? But all we can do is put the shit work in in the beginning for a reason to hopefully get to a point where it doesn't require thought. It doesn't require that effort that's understandably, you know, could be overwhelming. Um, when that starts happening, I I give myself like a time, like I say, okay, I'm going to do this for a week. So this way it feels like I have the option to evaluate at the end of the week, if it's worked for me or not, because if not, we go in and we tweak it. you know, we can do that on our one-on-one because that's the whole point. You know, one structure might not work for everybody. That's why we have to have our own strategy. So try, I would say, try eat the frog if you guys are up for it, you know, and I know some of you are doing 75 reel. So I finally completed my first reel, like full day <laughs> finally happened. Um, but I would try eat the frog in the morning. It's not going to make you any less organized or any less together to at least get those three little lists done. What are my appointments today? What do I have to do? What would I like to do? And even if you work up to the point of picking your frog and going with that first, get into the habit of, of having that little powwow with yourself every morning and just break it down in a digestible daily kind of strategy for yourself. I think that will still go miles rather than keeping it all up here. Um, let's see what you're saying here. I hope that helps a little bit, Beck. Um, the hardest part is getting started. Oh, ow. I don't, my hands be flying today and I just scratched the underside of my very sensitive nose. Um, if I can just get started, it gets easier. Absolutely. You know, it's that first, I call it like failure to launch. I love that movie by the way, but it's like failure to launch. It's executive dysfunction, you know? So the first, the first step is always the most overwhelming. That's what also though helps make the payback, like the dopamine payoff a lot higher is because whenever you're doing something that sounds scary or seems difficult, and then you start doing it and you see that it's not as hard or it's like, oh, wow, this is actually helpful. It's like, ding, ding. You know, it's like an even a double dose of dopamine. Um, the other day, uh, my friend Ashley brought a board game over. What the hell is it called? Code names. And I, <laughs> I, I almost had like a meltdown about this game, right? Because for me, a trigger is when I'm trying to understand something and I know that the instructions are simple and I'm just not understanding it. Like I'm just not, you know, no one's home. So it happens occasionally, especially with games, you know, cause I can't, 
I think my dyscalculia plays into this, if you can relate, where it's kind of like keeping track of things that you have to remember that lead up to something. I guess that's ADD in in a nutshell, but whatever. So this game, in theory, is so simple. It is so simple. I'm going to explain it as it was explained to me, and you guys can see where I got frustrated, right? So basically, you have all these cards out on the on the table, and you have two teams. You have the people who, it's kind of like taboo, where you have a person who will say one word that is like another version of a word on the board. And you have to figure out which one they mean. But there's similar cards for the other team. And depending on which one on the on the table you pick is if it's your point or the other person's point. And you got to like follow a map that has different colored cards to show the people who are reading the word, like who are saying the word that's similar, they know which card is which and you don't. And I was like, okay. And now mind you on the table, there are these cards that have the words in upside down and right side up. There are different colors. There's like, on the other side, there, you know, it's like there were so many variables to me that my brain started going nuts. And I, I honestly was like, fuck this game. Like, I don't want to play this game. I don't understand why I can't. I, I don't get why I can't get this child's game. Get the shit out of my house. Like I was getting so keyed up. And then I was like, whatever, I'm going to watch around. And it was the easiest thing in the world. And the, just the explanation of it was tripping me up. So being able to kind of see it in play and see that it was easier than I thought. I love this game now. Like anytime people come over, I'm like, you want to play, you know? And I feel like it's kind of like that with a lot of things we do. We're used to being really, really hard on ourselves. So our first instinct is if like this thing has the potential to make me feel dumb or look dumb, like get it out of here. But I mean, and even I have to deal with that sometimes. It's really just about trying to figure out what part of it is not suiting us and how to work around it. And then it ends up being easy. Um, okay, so eat the frog. And then we talked about strategy over um, stand, standard over schedule. Yeah, and we're doing standard over structure today. So I want you guys to try something really, really crazy. Do eat the frog, don't do eat the frog. But if there's one thing you try this week that has not, nothing to do with writing stuff down, I want you to embrace the crazy a little bit, right? I don't want you, if you catch yourself saying, I should be doing blah, 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 literally stop, shake it out, be like, no, 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 we're not doing that. And then check in with yourself and feel like, what kind of a mood am I in? Am I in a get a load of laundry in mood? Am I in a look at what I have to do tomorrow kind of mood? Am I in a order stuff from nutrition mood, like whatever it is that you have to get done at night that you're pissed off that you're not getting done. Don't ask you, don't be like, Oh my God, when am I going to do this and this and this ask yourself what you're in the mood to do, do that as much as you can and watch how productive you are. Because if you remove the, the boundary of needing to be productive in a certain way, not only with how you get your day stuff done, but how you organize your, you know, just plugging along doing stuff at home at night, well, then there's no stress, right? Because you could either be like, well, oh my God, Michelle, what, is, what does that mean? What, what am I in the mood to do? I'm not going to do anything. I, I think you'll be surprised. I think you have a lot more room to think of what you do want to do and to feel less pressure about doing it when you have an open-ended, like, I got a lot of shit to do. It's all got to get done. So what do I feel like doing? 
I think you will be surprised at how much more productive you are versus assigning things to yourself and then being upset that you're not, I don't know, taking on three more full-time jobs by doing that. So, um, oh, something I wanted to write here to go a step deeper. And this is how we'll finish out today's call. Cause I think my head's going to explode. Why do you guys think like for you personally, if you're comfortable sharing, why do you think it feels wrong to be able to do your day like this? Like to not like to feel like, what am I in the mood to do? And if it's rest, rest, if it's fucking color, color, if it's cook, cook, why, why do you think like, where do you think deep down that comes from? Or when did you learn that that was incorrect? What kind of connection, if you can think of any, why do you think that feels wrong? Because on paper, you're still getting your shit done, right? And otherwise you'd be sitting there just doing nothing and stressed about what you have to do. So ultimately it's still better. Why does it feel wrong? Can't because, um, sorry, I was reading like two things at once because I have the notion that I always have to be doing something. Hmm. Why do you think that is? I'm like a shark and always have to keep moving. Yeah, I get it. Why do you think that is? I remember growing up um, and it was innocent, of course, you know, I feel like, I feel like Gen X and boomer parents, they they really tried to just instill like good things, but the word lazy has always been in the past a trigger for me because I directly correlated it with feeling heavy and looking bad and not being wanted and like all of those things. And it could be as simple as like my dad being like, what are you doing? You're so lazy. Why are you laying around? And I'd be like, I don't know, I'm tired, <laughs> you know? And immediately it was like, you know, to be able to be lazy. Um, it, it felt like a good thing to just always be go, 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 going. You know, it's funny because my, my dad came to visit the other day and he was like, you know, I had mentioned a few days ago that I wanted to change the color of my living room. If you want to talk about embracing the crazy. And for me, painting is self-care. I, I would be doing stuff with my hands all the time if I could be. Um, but he came over and he's like, wow, you don't waste any time. Do you ever sit still? And I remember feeling like, which one is it pops? You know, like, where do you, where do you think that comes from? <laughs> you know, like you write, I don't sit still, you know, and it's a good thing that now I can say, like, I know to feel like when my body truly needs rest, it needs rest. And I don't feel guilty about that. Um, because I know I can be more productive in my own way if I pace myself and temper that energy in a way. Um, it's taken a lot of work to get there, a lot of effort, but it started by releasing some of just the, the need for structure. If I feel like painting, I'm going to go paint. If, you know, I'm not saying neglect life responsibilities, of course, between that, you know, there's a lot of other time that we spend stressing, feeling paralyzed, feeling inadequate that doesn't have to. You know, um, let's see what you guys are saying. Where do you think you learned that this was a bad thing? Getting everything done meant survival. Yeah, because there was less you could get 
in trouble for, or you could be left behind about or judged for anything like that, you know, um, less baggage if everything's done. Less risk, you know. My dad had OCD and everything had to be done at a certain time in a certain way. I know that life, my father. I It's the lovely gift that I have inherited from my father is OCD. So it is, what a joy. Um, because I get nervous that I will forget something important or miss something in my 12 million emails a day. Exactly. There's so much stimulus now. That's the other thing too, is the parents that kind of made us feel like we weren't doing a good enough job would be losing their ever loving shit if they had jobs similar to us. Not all, but a lot of them, you know, if they had to field as many emails and correspondence as we have to, if they have to be on top of so many things and learn so many things and just be a young adult, you know, it's, it's definitely an overstimulated time. So it makes sense. Um, now, and it's funny because getting nervous that you'll forget something important, but if you're, po the idea, it's interesting that the fear is that you'll forget something important, similar to how this feels just unsafe to do, but yet what's, what actually feels unsafe is like the stress we're feeling around not performing up to par for ourselves. It's not actually doing less work. It's just us running away from what will it be like if we did less, right? So um, write stuff down, do you eat the frog? And I think you'll see also not having to have that constantly at the front of your mind allows room for other things to be retained. As soon as we write stuff down, we don't have to keep it here. It's like on an external hard drive, you know? So see if that helps. I'm interesting. Uh, I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interesting. I'm interested in hearing how that goes for you this week. Lazy is a major trigger. We learn a lot from our parents. My parents were very active people and never stopped. Oh yeah. Um, I had I had a client the other day say, you know, my mom was the cool mom. My mom was the take take us to every sport and dance sign up she could must, she could find, you know, every event that she could get involved in or other people could get involved in. And I remember asking my client, did you like that growing up? And they felt bad saying no. Like they felt like they should have been more grateful for it. And it's like, I'm not telling you, you have to like condemn them for that. But just if you're just focused on you, not anyone else, just you as a person, did you enjoy it when that was happening? And they were like, sometimes, but a lot of times I just felt really bad that I was tired or I felt really bad that I didn't want to talk to a lot of people or that I didn't feel like leaving my house or I just wanted to hang out with them, you know? And I think that, we can have our intentions, you know, and the intentions of this parent was to give their kid a well-rounded activity filled day, you know, but it, we're all very different at all ages. We're all very different. And I, I'm glad that we're now at a point where we have access to things that make us think differently and seek different methods to do things. You know, that's what, if we have to deal with all this shit and technology is one of like the bright sides, right. Then we should use that to our advantage and make life like a smidge bit easier. Because why not? Okay, so I hope this helped. I'm going to go steam my face and then eat something. Um, text me. Tell me your thoughts. If you feel like this was overwhelming, you don't know how to implement or start this, shoot me a text. I don't like doing this. I have an extra, I have planners. 
um, that if you wanted to purchase, you could. I'm just so bad at this stuff, but you don't need it. You can write it on a freaking napkin. But if you did want an Eat the Frog planner specifically for this, I can post a few pictures in the page and you let me know if you want one. Um, but it's not at all mandatory. You could do this shit on a sticky note. So love you guys. I hope that you had a great weekend. Um, as soon as I'm not afraid to snot all over it, I will do another cooking Zoom with you guys um, to make up for the worst brain fart I've ever had in five years of doing this. How did I forget it was? Anyway, thank you for bearing with me through that. Um, but tell me how Eat the Frog goes. You know, keep me in the loop and enjoy the rest of your night. Bye.